starts collecting and investing. My name's Carter. His name is Andy. And our question today to start, now a little bit later, I have a very interesting look ahead to the 2023 quarterback draft class that I want to share with you and why it's important when it comes to football cards. But Andy, my question today for all our listening and viewing audience, have you ever completed a rainbow? And I wish I have. <laughs> I've actually gotten uh, an 18 out of 35 red NFL Shield uh, 2014 Prism Mike Evans autograph card. And so I'm like, okay, if I wanted to complete a rainbow, how difficult would that be? And so I come over to, you know, to eBay to do some some searching. And I'm like, man, look at here's a Mike <laughs> Evans lot that's got them all. And they're all in BGS 9.5 grade. And it's got every single one except the one of one, Carter. The one of one is missing. And there is no telling where that one of one is. And I feel like if you're missing the one of one, you are so far away from completing the rainbow. So um, this past week, once again, comment down below. Have you completed a rainbow? Are you in the process of trying to do a rainbow? For those that don't know what that is, it is every parallel of that card in a particular set. Now, there are different levels of that. There are some sets that only have eight uh, cards, like the Tyron Matthew rainbow I just completed. Here is a photo of it right there. You can see all the eight parallels. I should have just sent this beforehand. And also, you can see it just displayed back here uh, across my wall. And it looks cool. Now, that was an insert rainbow where there was only eight parallels of that card. But it's still hard to complete because you got to have the one of one. And, you know, just real quick story on this. I had seven of the eight. And the gold number to 10 popped up. I'll look at that. <laughs> the, uh, the, the gold number to 10, the one, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, popped up. And this actually popped up like a year ago. And I didn't decide to buy it. I was like, okay, I could find another gold number to 10. I didn't find another gold number to 10. That same exact one, the number two out of 10 gold popped up. And guess what? I got it. <laughs> I wanted it in an auction, and it was about the same amount of money I was going to pay uh, about a year ago. But I got lucky, Andy. That gold number to 10 wasn't ever for sure going to pop back up. And that's the thing if you're completing a rainbow. It's going to get expensive with these uh, shorter print parallels. Now, we did an episode a few months ago with um, JJets18, who is a – Justin Jefferson, super collector and rainbow uh, collector. And he talked about how expensive, especially Justin Jefferson, who's, you know, plays on offense and is a bigger star than Tyron Matthew. It gets expensive with these number to seven, number to 10, number to 49 kind of cards. So uh, just know if you are going to try to do a rainbow, um, Andy, it, you, it, it can get very steep, even for players Let's say you want to do a Grady Jarrett rainbow. Let's say you want to do a Jair Alexander rainbow. Even for you know lesser-known players, it, it could be very costly. 
I think it's smart to tackle a rainbow from a smaller insert like yours, the rookie impact there, because you only had eight to tackle and you you got the one of one. So literally you had completed. I feel like when you get the one of one, you've literally completed at least 70 to 80 percent of the overall. It's like that 80 20 rule. But for cards, you know, the one of one is 80 percent of the rainbow. And uh yeah, man, I, I can see it getting expensive, especially on some of these offensive players. Like, I, I couldn't imagine trying to complete a rainbow of Justin Herbert right now or Patrick Mahomes, like how much that would that would cost. I'd literally, you know, have to to pull out some crazy loans to, to do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it could be. But but I think that's why it makes sense to tackle uh, maybe a guy that's got a lot of personal collection value that isn't on the top of the hype index list, you know, kind of like your honey badger. Uh, but he's still got a lot of clout and he's still a lot of fun to collect. There's a lot of nostalgia and PC value there for you. And you tackled it from a, a, a smaller rainbow, only eight cards instead of trying to get one like this Mike Evans, which is, you know, 20 different parallels and an offensive player that's, you know, uh, always kind of up there in terms of hype index. So I, I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, I don't remember who said it on Twitter, but they said if you kind of like the Mike Evans thing, that person is further away from completing the rainbow than the person who has a one of one Mike Evans somewhere. So I believe that to be true. If somebody has a one of one of a card and there's someone else out there that has the other 48 cards of, let's say, a 49 card set you are closer with the one of one to completing the rainbow than that person, because you got to have that card. So if you are going to try and do a complete one, you've got to start with the, well, you don't have to, but it is smart to start off with the one of one because this person who has this amazing Mike Evans collection with all these beautiful. And also these cards are autographed. My cards aren't autographed. Um, Number one, this is just cool as heck uh, from a collector standpoint, but number two, that one of one is just out there somewhere. It could still be sitting in some sealed wax uh, so, somewhere. So it it gets uh, it, it could drive people crazy, right? Someone reached out to me, uh, a great collector named Parker. He's a big Xavier McKinney collector, and he's still looking for you know some of these snakeskin select number to two. If you have one, let me know. I'll I'll, I'll hook you up. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. It's it's crazy, Andy, but there's nothing better than seeing a completed rainbow, even if it's not yours, Andy. It is a thing of beauty. Yeah, I wonder if this guy gave up because clearly he was trying to complete a rainbow and he had them all graded from BGS. Most of them are nine five grades, even has one ten pristine here, but he doesn't have the one of one. So I wonder if he literally gave up like he got so frustrated trying to get the one of one that he gave up. And now the entire thing's for sale for 25,000 and, and no best offer like 25,000 flat. That's, that's the price if I wanted to, to try and get there, but I, I wouldn't have the one of one man. That would be so frustrating. And that's the funny thing about it. Like, let's say you were the owner of the one of one of that card. Right. And that person out there existed and, and they had all the other parallels. You have all the leverage. You have all the leverage in the world. And that's why black finite one of one cards of decent players are so valuable, right? There's always going to be somebody out there that wants it. 
always, right? I'm still shocked. You know, now that Black Finite one of one cards have gained popularity, and we've talked about it on this channel, Andy. I am a little shocked at how cheap um I was able to get the Tyron Matthew rookie one of one of of, of this set. Um I actually got it for less than the gold number to 10, if that believe it or not. Um by by a comfortable margin. Now I know Tyron Matthew isn't a like big player, but it's it's gone up. I, I'll just put it that way. Um, that's the thing. Those black finite one of ones, Andy. Because the thing is, it may you might have it of someone that doesn't have like a big fan base or really that big of a following, but there's going to be somebody out there, somebody that eventually wants that card. I I truly believe that. Uh, just to be true, whether it be a collector or that player, the per- person might not even like the player. They're just like, hey, we got all these other parallels. Might as well try and complete it. There's oh, with, with that black finite one of one. And I always go back. There's always something special about that card. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even a Jacob Eason black finite one of one selling for two hundred dollars. Um, which you could maybe argue that that's uh, even that's somewhat deal. of a deal. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a deal. I, I agree with that for sure. Mark Andrews veteran card, uh, 2021 Prism, $400 Black Finite. Or uh, Saquon veteran card as well, 2021 oh. Prism Fireworks, Black Finite, PSA 9, 510. There's a Drew Brees 2021 wow. Prism, $4,100. And this is authenticity guarantee in an auction crazy <laughs> and the centering's off that's the worst when you when you see conditioning of a one of one not not perfect because there is no other card to try and get a better grade on it so it's like if the centering's off you just got to eat it you know you just like that's what it is the thing about the the drew breeze it goes back uh, for those that didn't listen you need to go back and be a part of the debate of which parallels have the best color match saints cards always pop because they color match not only black finite cards but gold numbered cards as well because their colors are black and gold so that's what makes drew Brees cards so sick but then again i'm a drew Brees collector so i'm a little bit biased but uh once again let us know uh your rainbow stories i do know the uh Ooh, interesting, Andy. <laughs> I see exactly what you're pointing out here. Uh, the, the reviews aren't, aren't the absolute most stellar. But still, uh, Drew Brees, uh, obviously a great you know collection person, a PC or whatever. It's expensive. The Justin Herbert one-of-one one rookie card from 2020 got pulled. Um, I think, what was it, a month ago? And yeah. I couldn't imagine pulling that card. I just could not imagine pulling it. Um, and if anybody got that card at like 100K or 200K or whatever, that's a steal, especially if you think Justin Herbert is going to be who you think he is going to be. So um, there, were a few, there were a few big-time hobbyists that came together and, and almost created like a hedge fund. I think that card ended up selling for like $2 million, Oh, really? I remember correctly, yeah. I did not see that. Wow. Hi. Yeah, if you go on Instagram, uh, there was a few guys, man. It's the the names of their accounts. They're, they're big time, like high-end collectors uh, that that flex some really crazy cards on their accounts. And they pooled their their funds together, and they each had it posted on their Instagram page. Like, I guess they, they're kind of in it as a business venture, 
and they own a port each own a portion of it. That's nuts. I got to know more about this now because wh- I wonder what the buy-in for the break was. Uh, I, I've got to know more. So while Andy looks this up, I, I want to share a few things so far about, you know, the NFL season. Once again, let us know about, you know, the, 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 the rainbow. And as you can see, we are very conversational. Now, really quickly, I'm getting very involved in our discord. Patreon.com slash football cards is where you get to talk to me or Andy uh, about football cards whenever you want. And it's not just us. It's everybody else in there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor cards, uh, Ross cards, a lot of very, uh, helpful people. If you're new into the hobby, um, it's a great way, you know, to pay for, you know, something that is very affordable. It's six bucks a month. And guess what? You get all this great advice, one-on-one stuff. And I'm not going to lie, uh, being a part of the Discord saved me over a thousand bucks on a card that I should not have bought because I got some good advice. That's basically what the point of it is and you'll see now discords just in general are getting bigger in the hobby so it's smart uh to join it we want you to be a part of it now for me andy i i i look at this football season and obviously josh allen is probably going to win the mvp he's playing at such an extremely high level but to me the story has has been jalen hurts and the reason why i i say that is the 2020 quarterback draft class uh it's just legendary now especially if jalen hurts makes a true run to the super bowl and obviously you know i hope the best for Tua's health um that you have that as well and you know for me that's just a big story that draft class looks golden so if you're a sealed wax holder of that stuff you're, you're, you're a happy person when you see Tua and Jalen Hurts ball out the way that they ball out. So for me, as far as a hobby perspective is concerned, Jalen Hurts is that dude, Andy. Oh, he really is, man. He has uh, finally broke Cam Newton's record for the most rushing touchdowns in his first uh, 25 career starts. And so he also has taken a big leap in his passing accuracy in both deep and intermediate sectors of the field. Devonta Smith and, and Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown, big components of that. So you got great weapons. They're now 5-0 and looking at the upcoming schedule. We could literally, besides the Cowboys, so this is going to be the big test for them this upcoming Sunday night against the Cowboys. This is a massive game, uh, probably one of the biggest games to this point in the in the season because of the NFC East implications. And you still have the Giants that are, that are there hanging around at 4-1. and one. Uh, but uh, Jalen Hurts right now, if I look at the compare chart between the top um, the top QBs from 2020 and you look at the chart between them, Jalen Hurts line here is the purple line. And he's actually right around this 125. That's actually not the most recent like trend. The trend overall is 150. What's interesting is the growth has slowed down on this card, Carter, for his Prism PSA 10. I'm still seeing transactions on his rookie ticket auto close to a thousand, like around 750 to a thousand, which is still a lot lower than Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. So you can see there's still a lot of room between these guys right here with Joe Burrow with a prism PSA 10 of 175 Herbert at 200 and Hertz. Apparently one went for 150. Overall, he still has grown the most uh, from a growth standpoint. 
since before the season. What, but uh, you know, what I'm seeing is is more cards entering the market. You know, yeah. as a response to his success, and and you have this kind of interesting time period that we're in right now in this in in the season where you see these transactions on bigger cards, more focused transactions, but we still see these little dips throughout the week in auction like. For example, this was an auction that ended at 12:41 a.m. this this morning. Like every most people yeah. were sleeping, almost 1 a.m. Eastern, and uh, still 29 bids, but ended at 113.50. Someone got them a great deal from where you could see that card being sold for in a buy it now 160, 150. You know, on the weekend 155. So you know, it's just understanding those little ebbs and flows on a weekly basis. But right now, Jalen Hurts is kind of commanding the market. 262 buy it now graded football cards sold in the last week, which is higher than which is higher than Burrow, higher than Herbert, higher than Tua. So just uh, just it's big time for Jalen Hurts right now. I remember last year when this PSA 10 was ending for 50 bucks consistently for $50. I remember texting you about it um, and I was like, why am I not buying this card at 50? Um, it, it's crazy how good this guy is. And you look at the other quarterbacks in the class, the one with the most stability is without a doubt Jalen Hurts. This is an Eagles team with a great offensive line, great coach, great GM, tons of draft capital that they have now that they're going to be able to build around Jalen Hurts. Can you imagine next year when they draft Kayshawn Booty or Jackson Smith and Jigba to go alongside A.J. Brown? They're going to be so freakishly hyped. It is going to be in freaking sane so i just think with hurts still on this rookie deal here man you, you they got a great super bowl window not only this year and next year and once again the super bowl is a crapshoot that we're not saying that the eagles are definitely going but the point is they have a really high likelihood with what they have right now to at least make the playoffs not only this year and the next year and make a run this is a really good football team, and Jalen Hurts is a really well-put-together, durable, dual-threat quarterback um, who is just getting better and better every time I watch him play. Um, something else about Jalen Hurts, it ties in, obviously, Andy, with with fantasy football. He, he's been the best fantasy football quarterback this year by a mile if you factor in draft capital uh, and where you were getting him. Now, obviously, you know, there have been better uh, you know, Josh Allen, Lamar, but still where you, you people, you could draft him fifth, sixth round, which is what I did consistently. He is my quarterback in every paid fantasy football league. Um, but that wasn't me. That was all the fantasy experts saying that that was establish a run. That was uh, JJ Zacharyson. It, 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 that was all these smart people that look at this stuff every day. Jalen hurts. Look, if he's going to win a lot of people fantasy leagues this year, don't you think some people are going to be like, God, I want to get some with this fantasy money. I want to get get some money on, on, on some Jalen Hurts cards, Andy. Yeah, when we get to the the playoff time period, uh, it's it's going to be lit because, I mean, he's already solidified the fact that he's an MVP candidate, you know. Right. Uh, so you've got, obviously, Josh Allen. You've got Lamar. You've got Jalen Hurts as kind of the three front runners right now for MVP. And, you know, when we get down to the to the end of the the regular season into the playoffs man 
dude, it's going to be, I, I can envision his car, especially when we narrow that field down to the, to the playoff field only. And, and you cut out all the rest of the teams, man, it's his, his, uh, at that point, I expect his card values to, to rise pretty dramatically um, because they do have such, like you said, man, so, and, and their defense too, just so good at all levels that they avoid in, injuries on their defense. I expect them to make quite the, the run here at the end of the season. I also love Patrick Mahomes as, as some, some, I mean, look, I saw his PSA eight prism rookies down to like, what, like 470, 480 or something like that for that fame 2022 Patrick Mahomes prism card. One of the iconic prism, obviously all of them being silvers. I just find that to be so freaking fascinating as Mahomes continues to ball the freak out. So Andy, as far as this point, normally, after the first month of the year, there can be a dip with football cards in general. Um, and that could happen over these next couple of weeks. It's hard to predict anything, but I do think the new season hype cycle has worn off. And maybe I know we've been, uh, you and I have been in, in telling people to sell, sell, sell off hype. Over this next month, though, you might start seeing some deals pop up. Oh, absolutely, man. And it goes back to how much success and how many Super Bowl appearances were baked into the card values of these guys coming into the season. So anything under being undefeated and being a QB one in the league for Patrick Mahomes was going to cause his values to go down just, just naturally, just because they were that much more expensive than any other player, any other quarterback. And we're finally, you know, we that's exactly what we're seeing. Down 6% on, on his Prism PSA 10 trend. You know, you right. can see these small decreases. Not much, but down 6 to 10%. And so that's kind of what we're seeing in, in terms of the market overall. I've, I've even seen, so, so the one situation where you're seeing uh, massive growth, like we talked about um, Jalen Hurts, and I see it so tightly correlated with performance. Like I see these little demand spikes on Sunday, and people will go and they'll and they'll overpay for these. Like I saw some crazy Bailey Zappi purchases on Sunday. You know, it's I still so I saw crazy Kenny Pickett purchases Sunday leading up into that game. I saw Skylar Thompson purchases after uh, Sunday. I saw like big Damian Pierce purchases. So uh, Brees Hall was another guy who popped off, and his XRC went all the way up from a uh, buy it now that I saw as high as one hundred and twenty dollars from previous. They were at sixty. So, but then they cool off. So then they cool off like during the week as it kind of people settle down, calm their nerves a little bit. And then when the next upcoming week comes and, and people are making their predictions and who the chalk play is and who's going to bl uh, blow up that weekend, you can see this kind of uh, appreciation in their values, people starting to reach more and more. And then on Sunday, it kind of it, it'll recalibrate itself based on the performance. The guys that are actually do go on and break out and have these monster performances, you'll see a portion of the the field or the eBay, you know, football card field go and make these purchases at much higher price points than they would during the week. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now on a, on a weekly basis. And I did a compare because there's an all a new all-time high between Josh Allen's Optic PSA 10 and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the green line here. Josh Allen's the blue line. And you see there was a transaction here of, of Josh Allen's Optic PSA 10 of 
compared to the current trend of Mahomes around 1,000 to 1,200. And even before, you see where they touched right here around 800. And then I actually found one Josh Allen PSA 10 transaction that it looks legit. It's $2,000. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm starting to see this. And, you know, part of it is the fact that Josh Allen's 2018 Optic PSA 10 has only a population of right at 1,500, where Patrick Mahomes' population is 3,600. So, there's a difference there in population, which could, you know, lead to a, a supply difference on eBay. And um, Patrick Mahomes' prism is just so gravid, like it's it's the, it's the gold standard. It's like the clear gold standard for Patrick right. Mahomes in 2017, whereas Josh Allen has a little bit more options in his prism. Base prism is nice, but it doesn't have that silver finish. And then his silver prism from 2018 is just super rare. And, and very expensive. So I see a lot of people gravitating towards the base Donruss rated rookie and the base optic rated rookie for Josh Allen in 2018. Yeah. And one thing I would do, and this is what I did last year with uh, with Burrow and, and, and Herbert, is once again, pop counts are going to differ for, for, for different players in different years. But I do look at Josh Allen prices and compare him to Lamar Jackson from time to time. We I know we talk about that comparison all the time because uh, I am you know just a big Lamar believer. But man, it 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 never ceases to amaze me that that gap still exists, especially considering you know Lamar's playing at such a high level. Now, of course, you know it's gone up a little, but you know it, it's it's still very 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 interesting. And look, Josh Allen's a real deal. I think if you were to pick one quarterback to build your franchise around right now for the future, you know, half the NFL would say Josh Allen, half the NFL would say Mahomes, right? Uh, or, or Herbert or Burrow or whoever it may be. Um, so, yeah, it is very, very, very interesting when you look at, you know, Allen's prism PSA 10 base and his optic PSA 10 base and all that good stuff. So, you know, for me, I, I just find that to be so freaking fascinating i see what happened so the 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 optic psa 10 that went for 2100 was a hollow i'm seeing that now so that was a hollow so that was actually uh not part of just the base optic but this one is a base optic psa 10 that sold in a buy now for right under 2000 but it's what's crazy is that the the other trend is like 550 dollars you know so that's that's it's kind of kind of wild to me which makes me think maybe this was something different there's something kind of fishy about this this listing but it just it just goes to show you if if this is legit it shows you that people uh they do get impulsive on the weekend on sunday and that's kind of where we're seeing our biggest spikes throughout the week for sure i could see someone in a in, in a buy now format saying oh look it's a psa 10 allen they might think it's a silver and they're like, okay, let me click buy it now. Cause I want it. I, I can, I can see that uh, with, with, with this card. It is very interesting. Like I would rather put, you know, that 2000 towards something a little bit more rare of Allen and just spend three or four uh, on, on just, you know, a, a better card of him. But you know, once again, none of this is financial financial advice, right? All Josh Allen stuff is very, very, very expensive, and you do have to factor in. Is the Super Bowl stuff already baked in? Is the MVPs already baked in? I find all of that stuff to be unbelievably fascinating. Now, you know, one thing 
I want to talk about as far as like football cards before we get into like plays of the week. Um, you know, th- there was this big industry summit. There's always some kind of controversy going on in, in the card world, Andy. Um, you know, with all of that, like just kind of floating around there, we're not people that are like, hey, we, we're card pessimists. Like I, I, I just refuse to be that way because it's something that I enjoy. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm curious your, your reaction to, you know, because all you got to do is go on YouTube and you'll see. The the world is falling in the world of card. <laughs> I, I don't know how many more thumbnails I'm going to see of that kind of stuff. Huh? I yeah, I know it's it's very uh, kind of clickbaity, right? Because it's a uh, it's a trendy topic, popular topic, and it's one of those things. It's like how long, you know? I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are thinking that this is kind of like a uh, a fairy tale type story, childhood hobby that's blew up because of COVID. Now that COVID's uh, subsided. You know, is it all going to go back to normal? And and there's more, uh, there's more parallels now. And and obviously, Panini has uh, ramped up production. So is this, uh, you know, another junk uh, wax era or junk slab era because of PSA submission rates are now down to around twenty dollars? And I think, you know, a lot of this is is just noise, and a lot of it is market correction. Like I look at a Mahomes. Uh, prism PSA 10 like how much could we possibly expect that to go up to like when I when I was a kid I mean there like cards like there were the car there were no cards that were like five thousand dollars for a, a quarterback in the NFL so I look at that today and I'm like even in a PSA 10 it's still a base card of Patrick Mahomes like I just think that cards got over inflated and there's got to be a natural correction to where it gets to an eat uh, um you know, a, like a baseline. And I think it's still getting there. It's kind of still shaking out. Even on some of the Brady stuff, like I look at his base Bowman Chrome, that makes more sense to me. And that card is, is still like $3,000, but that makes more sense to me than the prison Patrick Mahomes at, you know, like $4,000. So. Yeah. If you're new, um, you know, in that 2020 Super Bowl, that prism PSA 10 Mahomes, was in the twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollar range, which is still crazy, considering it's all the way down to three thousand. But you know, I bring that up because you know every card account is well. This Michael Jordan PSA ten card used to be seven hundred k, and now it's one hundred k. What is this the end of everything? Well, as we discussed on this channel, we're not super high end people. I we're not rolling in the dough like some of these um, the, these really fancy and really good card vlogs or whatever, we just like to have fun with it. Now, would we rather, you know, things be healthier and people be more optimistic about it? Yeah, and we're not just saying, hey, perk up, buttercup. But it's also, you know, understand that the doom and gloom stuff does generate clicks. Also, people that are smarter than me will tell you this, a lot of assets are down. That's just the, the 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 reality of the situation. So if you are in this just for purely financial stuff, then right now you, you probably are disappointed about some stuff. But if you're truly in this to enjoy it, have a hobby, you know, share something with your dad or your kids or just, you know, yourself and your friends like I do with you, Andy, uh, then, you know, none of this stuff doesn't affect you as 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 much. Like when I completed this rainbow, I wasn't like, oh, this one day could be worth like 10, 20. No, I completed it because Tyron Matthew makes me happy. Like he's one of my 
favorite LSU football players ever. Mike Evans makes you happy. He's one of the best, you know, modern wide receivers for your favorite team. So, you know, don't let that stuff get to you, right? Now, we're not saying don't be aware of it. You should be, you know, cognizant of how, you know, things are. But don't let how other people view things be your view as well. Yeah, and, and ultimately, I, I look at myself as a data analyst. Um, so I, I try to, you know, I, I do offer my op- opinion because uh, I think people want my opinion on certain topics. They want our opinion um, as as being so entrenched in the in the hobby and down in the weeds. But ultimately, I'm like, I let the eBay sold data speak for itself, you know, and yeah. and that's why I track and I save screenshots and I'm able to show before and after price differences and I'm able to share my own sold data before and after sold differences to kind of pinpoint where my sweet spot is. Like you mentioned, Carter, we're not, we're not buying these super high end uh, thousands of dollar card. Like the most expensive card I've ever bought was like $350. And I just like, there's a reason for that. I don't want to over leverage myself, right? I'm not in any thousand, $2,000 fantasy football leagues either. I'm not playing super high stakes fantasy. I'm not uh, doing super high stakes uh, football cards. But I am still profitable in my little in my little uh, bubble or little niche here because I've analyzed the the sold data before and after on a on a weekly basis, and I understand what is moving and kind of how it's how it's moving on a weekly basis. Let's get into hobby tip of the week, Andy, and I will go first. That was going to kind of be my hobby tip of the week, you know obviously do your own research and all that don't you know because like one thumbnail can completely change how you view you know the 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 card industry right so you know be happy with what you collect and and if it doesn't give you happiness anymore at some point you could sell it all right that's something that i really like about cards right um it's it's not a concert ticket where you know you pay whatever and Look, if you like to go to concerts and experiences are your thing, do it. If there is, you know, an NFL game that you want to go to one day, go spin it and go do it. And you'll have that memory forever. The good thing about a football card, though, is you have it. And a lot of them don't lose unbelievable amounts of value uh, as well. So it allows you to do something fun while at the same time it can give you a nice little financial floor. And that's actually happened to me a few times, Andy, where a few cards that I just bought just to buy them, they didn't necessarily go up in value. But I'm like, hold on, I could still sell this and get 200, 300, 400 bucks for it if I wanted to. Um, and, you know, I have a Kobe Bryant card that's sitting right here that uh, that I did that with. So, you know, I'm like, wait, if I need the money, I could just, you know, sell it. So, you know, once again, it's uh, my hobby tip of the week is it's not entirely about money, but the good thing about this hobby is that it 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 can give you some long term growth as well. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And uh, my my hobby tip, Carter, is going to be new releases. Look at these guys, because you know, if there's one thing that drives a ton of demand and price increase every year, and I've I've seen it already on a, a ton of different players, you know. Um, is rookies and especially rookie quarterbacks. We had three of them pop off this weekend and only one of them really played good. Uh, Skyler at least held his head above water and Kenny Pickett got into a couple fights. So that was, that was fun to watch that, uh, that passion that he's got out there, man. So, um, 
but yeah, look look for the new products. Like Immaculate Collegiate product is making some really nice cards. I'm seeing some auctions end during the week that are very undervalued. So look look at where a card is selling for like Damien Pierce. Go look at what Damien Pierce Immaculate uh, Collegiate cards just sold for this past Sunday when he broke all those tackles. I mean, his highlight reel from Sunday was insane. And uh, his cards were popping off. And go and go and look at where they went to. Uh, and then so don't buy into that that those sale prices, but look for now save his name and and immaculate as a search 2022 immaculate Damian Pierce, and then watch the auctions that end during the week and try and buy one for half of that. Now all of a sudden you're in a perfect situation to turn around, list that card. And you get to hold it. Like, that's the other really cool thing about what you just mentioned, Carter, is you get to hold the card in your hand and own it for a little while and then also make a little profit on it and have fun. It's, it's, a, it's a really fun cycle. So watch uh, watch for some of these new releases like Immaculate, even the score. Uh, Carter, I don't know if you've seen the score cards from this year, but they look really clean and, and they have some nice short print uh, serial number autograph ones. They've got a lot of the guys in their pro uniform rookie cards they, they look really clean. I love it. And here's my thing about, you know, new product, new releases. Um, remember, the big 2022 sets aren't out yet. It's still a lot of fun to have some product out. It, it just is. So, you know, for me, I'm, you know, Kenny Pickett, if, if, he has, if he has a baller game, watch out. You know, the, the, the roof could be blown off this thing. Where where are my Bailey Zappy fans at? Where are you, Western Kentucky? Where where's my Hilltopper Nation? Let's go, <laughs> huh? 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 Yeah, man. Seventeen of twenty-one at the ultimate game manager. Apparently, he turned uh, he he impressed Bill Belichick. Turned his head a little bit. So um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones gets a couple extra weeks to rest that ankle, and we see some more Bailey Zappy. I mean, they shut out the Lions at home. What? What more could Belichick want from Bailey Zappi? 17 of 21, man. Even through a Jacoby Myers touchdown, which we've been waiting on for like two years now. So, you know, uh, sky's the limit for him right now, at least over the next couple of weeks. That's the one thing holding him back where it's like Kenny Pickett, officially the starter. Bailey Zappi, it's like, okay, this is your little, you know, time to be Cinderella. And then Mac Jones is going to come back in as the starter. But, you know, they're always one snap away, man. Always one snap away with the with the new protocols and, of course, the injuries and the most physical sport there is in, in tackle football. I love it. Now, one thing I'll say is I know this idea has floated around Bill Belichick's mind because Bill want, is, is, is someone that will expend somebody if he can do it. I know that the thought has crossed his mind. What can I get in return for Mac Jones? And honestly, they could probably get a lot. Huh? Ah, ah. Well, and this is something you just you just made me think about something very interesting because now that the Carolina Panthers have fired their head coach and Matt Rule, they're kind of like looking at okay, uh, they're about their their next few weeks are gonna be abysmal because even their rookie Matt Corral still hurt, uh Sam Darnold's hurt. They're 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 putting in PJ Walker who literally threw like four interceptions a game on average last year whenever he was forced to play before they picked up Cam Newton. Now they, they fired their head coach. I've heard rumors that they're going to trade Christian McCaffrey and potentially DJ Moore. This could yeah. be a full rebuild. 
uh, for Carolina. The offensive line has not played good. And now they're, you know, so this could be a full kind of rebuild thing for them. I wouldn't be shocked or surprised if they trade away their key assets uh, for future draft capital and uh, something else in, in return. But that means a possible great landing spot for Christian McCaffrey and or DJ Moore. That could be big for, for the hobby and their values. And that was going to be my play of the week. Those two. Players. Oh, I stole it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I. So we get into play of the week. I actually got two. So those two guys have those cards ready because if they do get moved, their values are going to shoot through the roof. So go on ahead and have those buy nows listed if you have DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey stuff. Um, now, once again, they might not get moved, but if they do, if DJ Moore goes to the Packers, watch out. Watch the freak out. There, uh, I, I, it is going to go way the freak up. Okay, um, so that's one thing. Same thing for Christian McCaffrey. We know we got a bunch of viewers that have Christian McCaffrey cards. We've all bought and well, I've actually never bought a Christian McCaffrey card, but it's always been interesting. But these last couple of years, of course, have been rough. If I think the Buffalo stuff is smoke, but. If that does happen, once again, it's the same thing. Watch out. Now, Andy, if you don't mind, I have an extra play of the week here, and I tease it at the beginning of the episode. I, I don't believe in last year's rookie draft class in, when it comes to quarterbacks. I've let it be known pretty clearly on this uh, this channel, and for the most part, it's been what I expected it to be. A few good Trevor Lawrence weeks, a few rough ones. You know, I, I thought Justin Fields was my QB1 in the class. He looks very meh um and obviously mac jones is hurt and davis mills isn't really doing much so look 2021 doesn't look that great 2020 doesn't look that great but you know i then go to 2022 and i'm like uh okay do i believe in kenny pickett do i believe in malik willis not too 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 much so i'm super high in 2020 2021 and 2022 has a lot of question marks. 2023 is going to be ridiculous, right? You have obviously CJ Stroud. You obviously have Bryce Young. Okay, those are going to be the two biggest. But there are some very interesting quarterbacks that are very speculative going into 2023 that look very interesting. Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. This is somebody who watched Hendon Hooker tear apart my LSU Tigers this past weekend. He looks amazing. This is a guy that is a dual-threat quarterback, super high football IQ guy who is really savvy in the pocket. He's got a fumbling issue, but and he, and he does miss throws, but he, he's big time. He, he looks pretty good, and he's going to keep sliding up draft boards. There are some other quarterbacks that have um, some interesting traits. Obviously, still in the SEC here, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. 2023, I feel, is going to be the best draft class since 2020. Now, what should you do for that information? Well, just keep that in the back of your mind because I like some of this leaf stuff. Even though it's not licensed, I, I like it. I do. Because it's an autographed card that you could have bought into very low um, just a few months ago. Now, I put my money where my mouth is, Andy. Um, I'm buying some unlicensed leaf stuff myself. A lot of Walker Howard autographs. He is a quarterback of uh, LSU's future right here. 
I have a ton of these and the price point can vary. Some could be like $4 total. Some could be $10 total. I'm taking it all day. A quarterback's autograph. Are you kidding me? So, you know, once again, it's early. Their cards aren't going to come out yet. We don't even know what team they're going to be uh, with. They haven't even officially declared what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, it is it, it it is something just to you know keep in mind that these are some of their first autographs. And you know, if I could buy a, a Hinden Hooker auto, I know those were floating around twenty, thirty, forty dollars. If college cards ever become a thing, if, if uh, you know Heisman campaigns and all of that. I'm just saying 2023 stuff, NFL draft coverage, Andy, has only gone up. College football is only going up. Young quarterbacks playing quickly in the NFL, that trend is only going up. So I know it's very early and there's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, I know I'm a, I'm a big college guy. There's not a whole lot of college, you know, people out there uh, that, that might watch your channel, but there are some. That, that keep up with college football as well. So just keep an eye out for this 2023 draft class. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I think the draft time period is going to be lit, and these will be the premium cards out. Autographed, chrome finishes, serial numbered. Like, I, I would look, and this is not the greatest example because, you know, there's a lot of other product out now for Bailey Zappi, including score and gold standard and other stuff. So you have – you know, more supply that kind of dilutes what, what these leaf cards are selling for, but you can still look at all these leaf transactions for, from today, yesterday, Sunday, uh, for, for Bailey Zappi autograph cards that we were just talking about. And if we were to go back to the draft time period, when these guys were drafted, the, the, uh, the Kenny Pickett's, you know, the Desmond Ritters, the Malik Willis's, the Matt Corral's, the Sam Howell's and the, and the Bailey Zappi's the whole nine yards these leaf cards were popping off and, and going for a lot more because of the limited supply and these being one of the like the main card for them. And, and leaf makes a good product. They probably make the best unlicensed product uh, from what I've heard and talked to. And I've even got a couple leafs here at the, uh, in, at the HQ now. And I really like the product. I do too, Andy. And, and I, I know without the licenses and I know leafs CEO, um, not everybody likes this guy. He's a very boisterous guy. Uh, and he, he has said some, some, you know, <laughs> weird things lately, but uh, still it's, it's a quarterback's autograph on a card, right? That's cool. It's a Chrome finish on a card. That's cool. And I just like that. You know, I, I, I know that that, may seem simplistic and hooker stuff has gone up obviously because he is freaking really good but i wish i would have jumped in uh, a, a little bit sooner so so yeah um also something else andy about this and this is something that, that you don't know about me is uh actually i picked tennessee to make a run for the college football playoff that was my long shot and that's what they're doing right now so, uh, 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 I, I, sometimes I get some things right. Uh, also got some things wrong about this season, but, uh, but yeah, Andy, it's time for your play of the week. Let's hear it. Wow, man. So yeah, I'm going to uh, go to, uh, an active player and it's just like, it's following the weekly dip. So, um, I want pieces of really good teams, you know, the bills, the Eagles, the chiefs, even my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that's a whole nother story, but, 
I want pieces of these really good teams that are bound for the playoffs, whether it's a defensive player like Micah Parsons uh, on the Dallas Cowboys, or it's an offensive player that just didn't get the limelight. So I look at, I'm looking at AJ Brown this week to really try and snipe him in auction. He's at the generational talent. He is so good. And it was the Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard this past week in a very difficult matchup against the Cardinals actually, who actually gave them the closest run for their money that they've seen all, all season. And AJ Brown was held in check for this game. And, and, and so as a result, I think that his stock could get kind of dipped throughout the week. You could find auctions, even looking at field level silvers, looking at optic hollows ending for $20 or less. Those are prime targets for me to turn around and flip them in a buy it now scenario for like 40 or 50. You know, so you have that range of cards. You have rookie ticket autos. If you can get those ending in auction for around 30 to 40 and then turn around and flip those for like 100 and so forth and so on. So he is my target this week just based on dipping in the in the hype cycle um, and stashing for a, a future breakout game. Kind of like what I did last year with the T. Higgins and Jamar Chase show. A.J. mother freaking Brown. All he's done is produced. That's all he's done. Now, obviously, health is, you know, hamstrung him a bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like it. Now, you know, before we get out of here, my favorite freaking team in the NFL right now, I'm not just saying this because my team just beat them. I freaking love the Seahawks. Freaking love the mother freaking Seahawks. Okay? He knows. And- no, go on. Gino, man, he had another great another game with a PFF grade of over 90. I mean, dude, the big-time throws he made this game to Tyler Lockett and even that one to DK Metcalf that got called back because of a hold. This guy is playing so good right now as a quarterback. It's insane. There was a throw he made to Noah Fant running to his left on his off foot throwing across his body that was the like it was Mahomesian. If it was Patrick Mahomes who made that throw, you we, we would be going crazy. If it was Josh Allen who made the throw, he's crazy. Gino is absolutely balling out of control. I it's to the point now where it's not like a Mike White thing. It's not like a um hey this is a one off. He's really throwing the football at an extremely high rate. And it makes me think, God, this makes sense, right? Like you have DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett, who's been the best receiver tandem of the past, what, five years, maybe? Mm-hmm. Since they've been the best one-two uh, in the NFL. Now, obviously, you know, Higgins and Chase is definitely that now, but, you know, you, you give me DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, you should be able to succeed. But Geno's just doing it on his own. Uh, it's spicy. It's very, very spicy. I, I maybe the Seahawks build around him. I don't know if he continues to play like this. Uh, like it's it's unfreaking believable. But and he's making Russell Wilson look like uh, a, a joke <laughs> right now. I, I'll, I'll tell you that Russell Wilson is not even like he's like a barely a QB two. So Russell Wilson, like right now, he's like the QB 24 in fantasy. And Gino is firmly in the top 10. And he's leading the NFL in deep ball completion, uh, pressure completion. I mean, this guy is just playing lights out right now. And I'm continuing to see his stock go up. I mean, 
I'm seeing more and more sold transactions at these fairly low dollar values for the, the, the scarcity of card, the quality of card. And it's only a matter of time before they start selling for 70 and 80 and they just go up and up because the supply is just gone and there's still an elevated demand for Geno Smith because if he continues to play at this level, I mean, the, the demand's going to continue to be there and the supply is disappearing. And there's no telling how many of these cards are just being stashed in people's collections, you know, at this point. Seahawks fans. Yeah, I guess for me, um, that's obviously a very interesting story. I, I, I look, um, so, so Jay Hill, as you know, he, he knows Geno. Um, and he always said, Hey, Carter, Gino can play. Don't, don't, don't believe if, if Gino gets the right situation, he can play. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's just him talking about his friend, but like Gino can really freaking play at an extremely high level. Um, there, there was, uh, there was some, something else I wanted to bring up at the end, but I totally forgot because I am an idiot, but once again, fantasy football cards, uh, excuse me, patreon.com slash football cards where you can find us. Uh, and until next week, happy collecting and peace, baby. Yeah. Good luck with uh, more one-on-ones, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Let us Rainbow. know. Peace. Get you off my mind. Mr. Rainbow. That's me, boy. Yeah. Look at Got it. Got it up on the wall. Man. Huh? 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 Now, uh, that's what I want to talk about today because I've never felt better about any one thing I've done in collecting than that. Really? Never. I've never felt better than when I got that card. Never. And it wasn't like a true rainbow. It's not like one of these 50-card rainbows. Like when I had it complete, uh, there's this guy named uh, Parker. And he is a – this is a deep-cut player, deeper cut than Tyron Matthew, Xavier McKinney, super collector. Oh, wow, man. Xavier McKinney. And he was like, hey, if you if you see this snakeskin number to two – select rookie card let me know so he's like actually completing like a rainbow rainbow it's hard i don't know how people who actually do this do this all the time this was an eight card rainbow but that's not like uh that's not like a real rainbow where it's like 40 to 50 different cards if you will but um but yeah there there there's there there's difference in 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 rainbow quality um, <laughs> hey, but yeah, rainbow's a rainbow to me, but I, yeah, I get, I get it. Yeah. Some are <laughs> crazy to build, but yeah, something yeah. else about, uh, football cards I find to be interesting is like, the more I look into it, the more I'm starting to think that maybe there are more people that just specialize in football cards. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I, that could just be very subjective. I still think most hobby accounts are just everything. Um, but, but it is interesting. Do you think people are becoming more specialized or do you think it's still just like everybody's just general everything? Uh, no, I think there, there are 
you know, as it continues to grow, I think there's a few more that are becoming, you know, more specialized. They're realizing that, hey, you know, if, if I'm going to do this for long term, I got to do it with something that I'm really uh, passionate about and that I, I like actually care to follow the sport week in, week out, you know, continue to learn more about the, uh, the, the, the organization, the sporting organizations, you know? So yeah, there's some people that are really passionate and that have the time and the desire to follow all sports. There's other guys like me that uh, only have the desire and the time to, and, and I really, it parlays perfectly with my fantasy football background. So it's like, I, you know, I just want to be, I want to be the expert and I also, don't have a desire to dig into any other sports. They just play too many games. There's too much complexity there. And yeah. I would just, I would be at the bottom of the bell curve. And I just, I want to be good at something. I want to be great at something. And, you know. I totally agree. And one, one thing is like, I, I was actually going to bring that up. <laughs> huh? I'm going to huh? bring it up huh? because it's got everything but the one-on-one. And I think that's like critical to your, rainbow conversation like because yeah. you got the one-on-one you were like okay i can do this but if you don't have the one-on-one you're so far away yeah 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 you're 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 fur, you're further away but yeah i want to talk about that i want to talk about um you know obviously uh as far as like this year's release are all the sets out like all the big sets for 2021 players out yes they're all out Yes. So, out. so now we 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 start to anticipate some for 2022, um, and you know I kind of want to discuss um, 2023 some just a little bit, right? Um, uh, for for a few reasons, and I'll share why uh, a little bit uh, later, but but yeah, man. I, I'm really fired up. I've never been more excited about football cards than right now because now I feel like I can sell some of these other Matthews. I feel like I've completed a Matthew uh, decent collection where I don't need to have everything. I want to diversify because, like, it's hard to see, but, like, right here there's, like, a stack of, like, PSA 10 Matthews that, you know, just kind of sit there. Uh, and now I have something that, you know, kind of displays nicely and, you know, I want to move on to uh, maybe more of a Drew Brees collection. Maybe, you know, Joe Burrow, uh, if, there, if there are some struggles later this year, I could buy a bunch like I did, you know, last November and December when there was a dip. But um, I think there's yeah. already struggles, man. It, it's uh, well, it, Joe Burrow was checked down city this past week. Like, I'm like, what? What? Did something happen to T. Higgins? Like he, he didn't even get targeted. And then I look at the um, I just I was watching the game, most of it anyways, fell asleep early. But it uh, Jamar Chase and uh, and Burrow, man, they're not come, you know, they're not completely synced up there. There's definitely some struggles. That offensive line is hurting them. So, well, Zach Taylor, I yeah. uh. I think everybody's offensive line isn't great. Like, there's like a few great offensive lines. The Eagles. Um, Kelsey I, just got hurt. I don't know how much time he's going to miss. So, you know, that's where you got to have a great play caller or, uh, or you're just done. And I think 
you know, what's funny is, is like the Bengals have a lot of good film analysts. As someone who does film analysts on, yeah, analysis on my channel full time, that's one of my more popular things that I do. Their film analysts are great. And every week, it's the same thing about Zach Taylor. They're predictable. They just run plays. They don't have an identity. The plays don't complement each other. And the funny thing about it is, like, Andy, when I watch him, I'm like, yeah, Joe Mixon isn't doing well, but he's breaking tackles. Like, he's he doesn't look like he's lost a lot of juice. Um, I you know one thing. While you're on Joe Mixon, I hate to interrupt you, but I don't know if you saw this. Uh, and I and I heard this on a podcast yesterday. There's something Joe Mixon's doing, and they they post a little um, yeah uh, video on it. You saw that about how he's standing up. So when Joe Burrow calls an audible from a pass to a run play, Joe uh, Joe Mixon is standing up to get ready for the run, and that may be signaling the defense to load the box to stop the run or to drop back, be ready to cover uh, Chase and Higgins and, and stuff. And like Mixon, man, you got to stop doing that, bro. <laughs> like. It, apparently he's he was doing it every single time on Sunday night. You want to know some? You want to know some funny? Okay. So, did did you play high school football? I never asked you this. I played in ninth grade and I got knocked. I got a concussion pretty bad, and I, I went back to baseball after that. And I played baseball for another year, and then I kind of fell out of uh, sports altogether. Well, do you want you want to know it? So when I played, that's how I'd have to play. I'd have to pick up like little keys from the offensive line. And the way you used to be able to tell is if it was a run or a pass was um, you could look at an offensive lineman's knuckles. If there was a lot of pressure on their, their hand, mm. it's going to be a run. If it's a little bit looser and there's not as much pressure, I knew it was going to be a pass. Um, but the running back thing, I saw that on Twitter. It is such a clear tell. And that's a sign of bad coaching, Right. You, you, the most important thing for your offense is always going to be your players, and the Bengals have great players. But those players become average if you know what they're doing. And, you know, I'm going through this right now with the LSU's offense. They're very predictable, and they played a very unpredictable offense. And I want to talk about that offense uh, a little bit later. But, um, but yeah, man, um, we, we could talk about our normal, like, 2020 uh, uh, week four our week five stuff as we, you know, move forward. And uh, I'm, I, I have a few things about the 2023 quarterback draft class that I think you'd find very interesting. Um, cool. So, so yeah, man, I'm ready. Whatever you are. All right, brother, man, let's do it. <laughs> 